Hello, welcome to the BeerCast. My name's Richard. Uh, welcome to another podcast in uh, Edinburgh. This is a special BeerCast. Uh, before I start, I should say that we're going to have our theme. We've actually got a theme for this year because it's uh, the wonders of the Olympics and everyone's very pro-British at the moment. We decided, well, I decided. You decided. I decided. That all <laughs> Unilateral the, decision. All of the beers this year are going to be British. So until we get to the Christmas special, then we'll get the anchors out. We can't really do a Christmas special. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we can't really do a Christmas All special. All British with some kind of star next to it. But it's Christmas, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about Christmas in February. My name's Richard. Welcome along with me as ever is uh, Shovels. How are you doing, Shovels? Hello, um, I'm fine. My hangover's gone, actually. It's great. Good. Yeah, Why are you called Shovels? Ah, oh, it's a long story. That's a long story. And you mm. just heard it's a big ass debut for Callum. Hello, how are you doing? Very good, very special guest. You are actually our 22nd different beer caster. Yes, how about that? Been planning on coming for a while as well. but uh, Yeah, yeah. we tried to get you here before, but he's, uh, he's a tough man to track down. Busy man. So Busy Grant man. Gruden pulled out, Mr B pulled out, and uh, here he is. Good replacement though. Oh, absolutely. Should do a good job. Fresh blood. There <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a bit of fresh blood, I find. Uh, okay, so we'll start off with our first beer of the evening. These are all beers brewed by the Summer Wine Brewery. We'll get on to them more very shortly, but our first beer is... It's the Aromatic Red Ale at 5.2%. Which is called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming up. Oh, He's a pro, so He's a yeah. pro. Yeah. We've uh, done Covenant. this before. We have, yeah. This is, this is the 68th time we've done this. Impressive. You can't really tell looking at our equipment and... Uh, Actually, uh, Callum. Callum could be where you are, listeners. Are. He, the magic happened. We, we fixed it for him. He was a long-time <laughs> long beer-cast listener, and uh, he got in touch. Long time. It wasn't even Jim that fixed it, because no. he's now He's sadly no longer with us. Um, uh, we fixed it for him to come on, so here he is. The magic is happening with Callum in, in, in place. So this is uh, Summerwine's Covenant. So this is a red ale aromatic... Aromatic Red Ale, 5.2%. There's a nice story behind this because it was brewed by a beer blogger, uh, Nick Mitchell, who's uh, Dan in Leeds, the beer prol. Oh, right. Uh, he wanted a beer brewed for his wedding, so he contacted the Summer Wine guys. More about Summer Wine later. Um, but first, about the blogger. <laughs> no, first about the beer. Uh, oh, hello, keyboard. Keyboard pops. Um, yeah, so he contacted Summer Wine and asked if he could have a beer brewed for his wedding, and they went along and brewed it, and... Uh, Covenants being the marriage theme name. Um, that's great, I see. Sounds like a good idea. Maybe I had, should do that. They had it as well. Yes, that's right. You tried to get one. I mean, Callum is uh, shortly to get uh, married. Are you not? I am indeed in May. In May. Yeah. Uh, did, you went to Tempest to try and get a beer brewed. Yeah. And they said no. Well, I didn't say no. They said, yeah, they'll brew it for us. But, but it might not be for, <laughs> might not be for your wedding. <laughs> it yeah. could be like it might two not, years later. It might not arrive, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully it will. Great. And were you, were you ever handing that, or is it just something they're brewing? I don't know. I was saying to uh, Alan from Tempest, I quite like to go down to uh, the brewery and kind of help out brewing on a brew day type thing. And he mm. said that I'd quite like to do that. would be absolutely fine. But Gavin would probably just have me cleaning out everything, and that's about <laughs> it. So a slave hand for the day. So, But I'd still quite like it. I'd still like to go along and at least say... Uh, in my speech that uh, yeah, you had a hand I had a hand in brewing yeah, yeah. this beer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. So what do we think of uh, Covenant? You've had this before, have you? Who's no, I've not had the Covenant have. before. I have. Um, it's got quite a it, peachy smell. Yeah, it does. Is it peachy or it, another smell? Kind of mangoey peachy, that kind mm, of... Yeah, mango and peachy. It's proper mango. Proper mango. 
So, do we know what hops are in this? This is kind of New Zealand. No, I don't. I should, have, actually, I'd, I should have looked it up, but I didn't know. You've not researched this one, Richard. Some wine don't uh, put anything on their bottles other than mm. the uh, aggressive Brewdog esque marketing speak. You think? They're a li- little bit less aggressive, a little bit less insulting. They'll say it's left up to your taste. Yeah. yeah. Rather than your taste is uh, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stone thing, isn't it? You don't deserve That's this it. beer, you Absolutely. worm. <laughs> All right. Taste is subjective, so we won't tell you what this beer should taste like. Yeah. That's a good cover. I'm not, not that I'm implying because I, I like some wine beers, but it's in. if you're a bit variable <laughs> yeah. when you first, because they're quite a new brewery, so if you did start off and you put down on your tasting notes that it tastes of lemon and paprika and it tastes of <coughs> chips, then you're like, okay, maybe it isn't quite yeah, how it's supposed to taste. Absolutely. It, it's very nice, actually. It's very smooth. Yeah, it's. Uh, it doesn't taste five and a bit, does it? It's quite. No, 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 not at all. It's not got yeah. a massive hop aroma to it. It's not like a. Yeah, I think I'm saying. Kind of when I think of red ales, I always think of the rogue one, so, which normally has a huge hop mm. aroma and kind of after tastiness. So. Mm-hmm. It's nice, not great, but nice. I, I can't remember fi- final final view on that that's, one that's it I've spoken I can't remember whether we've had this on draft on cask or keg or not uh, I forget but then I don't think considering it's brewed for a wedding you wouldn't brew a amazing uh, yeah. beer you would want something that everybody would like you'd want yeah, something that's yeah. non-offensive yeah. that's the whole point yeah. yeah kind of easy going well rounded not too hoppy not too bland I think that's that's definitely a consideration when you you when you're thinking about biting beers. How does this compare to Five AM Saint? It's less. I, I always think Five AM Saint's got that kind of um, not peppery, but that kind of I don't know that kind of. I think it. It's got something in it that sometimes turns it into celery. It's quite spiky. Yeah, spiky yeah. would be a, a good word. Yeah, it's quite spiky. Whereas that's not got that kind of. It's a bit smoother. Yeah, a bit smoother. It's Maybe still a, quite a bit bitter, sweeter. But it's not as... A bit sweeter though. Mm-hmm. I think. The base is a bit sweeter. No, I like it. No, I like it as well. I like it. It's nice. Seven. <laughs> I think you could quite happily have that at um, barbecue uh-huh. in the summer. Uh, yeah, I suppose it would go well with barbecue food, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, kind of like yeah, a bit of pork. You're obsessed with pork, man. You're obsessed. I am. He's obsessed with barbecue. He's my barbecue. <laughs> well, barbecue food, not necessarily barbecues. Mm. But yes. But that's we'll discuss that maybe later. <laughs> yes. Okay, should we have some scores? Uh, we've got five beers to get through. We could, I mean, there's others here we can pile into later if we feel the need. Yeah. Count. So, what are we doing this out of? It's out of ten. Yeah. Traditionally, traditionally, the beer cast, we speak nonsense for about six or seven minutes and then give a beer a seven. Uh, <laughs> you, you can. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I would say this is a <laughs> no. Uh, I. Uh, and you I can mean, also you can also change your scores as you go along. You can. Uh, Revisit them if you need to. You know what? Without copping out, I would say that's a seven. That's not copping out. No, I think I think that's a good good solid seven. Good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, got no issues with it. As Shovel says, it's not too um, in your face. It's not too offensive. It's just yeah, yeah it's a nice beer. It's good. I have to agree. It's uh, the um, typical seven. Mm-hmm. Nice enough. Nothing wrong with it. Seven. Yep. I'm going to give that six and a half. 
Oh, you're just <laughs> just to be different. No, this, this no, is like, this is a bit like uh, come dine with me, where at the end of the night they have to with cards. Yeah, yeah. They don't have any cards though, but that wouldn't be much use in a podcast. No, it wouldn't. You're not in a taxi yet. Either. <laughs> <laughs> Half cut in the taxi. <laughs> <your> home. <laughs> wouldn't that be cool though? We would have little segues at the end of cutting to me walking home or on the bus, <laughs> chuntering to myself at how Richard dissed my. Uh, my six and a half. I don't, I don't think that special burger was that special. No, 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 Five. Should rate Paul's uh, homebrew sometime? Oh, yes, we'll have a homebrew conversation. Three, two. three, two. Tastes like homebrew. <laughs> anyway, that was our first summer wine beer. Uh, when you come back, we'll have our second, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about the brewery. Uh, but come back very soon. Uh, Traditionally, you always have a good one in the first podcast that gets all the way to the end. So. Hello there, welcome back. This is our second Summer Wine Brewery beer. Which is their 10 malt porter or teleporter. See how we've got the name in there this time. Oh, I'm nearly knocked the bottle cap off. Teleporter. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not sure what the 10 malts are. Once again, I've done my homework. Um, oh, that's not good. But I've had this before and it was very, very nice. So. Uh, no pressure there. I have high hopes for this one. Never had this before at all. Neither have I. Uh, so Summer Wine, they're from a small, very small village uh, called Hunley, or Hunley. Hunley near Holmforth. Which is near Holmforth, yeah, it's just, just it's south of... part of the world, isn't it? A bit further south. A bit further south. But, yeah. It's just south of Huddersfield. Which, well, Magic Rock. Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Uh, a mile south of Huddersfield. Uh, James and Andy, the two guys that started Summer Wine back in 2006, using a 10-gallon brew plant uh, in Holmforth, but then they moved to Hunley and started for real in 2008. Uh, they've got a six barrel plant, so they did last time the uh, website was updated. And they do a range of cask keg and bottle beers. The bottles are all unfiltered and unpasteurized. They're pretty full on as a brewer. They, they've learned from the brew dog mm. methods of being quite aggressive and not being afraid to push the envelope. That's a horrible phrase, I apologize. Um, <laughs> yeah, he will be beaten that. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're one of the more progressive of the new wave of UK brewers, similar to Magic Rock, who I guess we'll talk about later as well. Um, but this is their 10 malt porter, teleporter. We'll we were just saying that every, quite often you do compare things, new-ish beers to Brewdog, because I guess that's nowadays they're the kind of first British brewer that has started to produce these kind of more forward beers, a bit more kind of less semi mm-hmm. uh, English bitters, that kind of thing. So, I wonder what's <laughs> what's this the brew dog equivalent of? It'll be something like an Alice Porter, I would imagine. Alice Porter, yeah, I think. Well, well, the rip time's probably a bit too strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's maybe a bit unfair to compare yeah, it to yeah, all brew dog yeah. ones because they are completely different. I think this is where this is where the comparison. Then I, I can see the comparison with uh, Covenant yeah. and Five AM Saint. I think after this, the, actually their Diablo is pretty similar to Punk, maybe slightly. Yeah. But the rest of their beers are very unique, and this one is absolutely lovely. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Doesn't it that. smell amazing? That's got fantastic. <laughs> Shovel's never smells, you straight in. <laughs> straight into the tasting. Up and I've downed it. I was never particularly a big fan of porters. I, I used to. I, oh, that smells so good. At uni, I used to have like Guinness of... and things like that, the kind of, those kind of drinks, but I'd never really tried. Porters or stouts from different brewers up until maybe a year or two ago, but I could smell that all day. That's got that lovely kind of coffee, milky mocha. Absolutely, kind of 
That it smells like milk chocolate. That's what makes you think that porters and things are all so many different kinds out there, and that's amazing when you smell it. Mm. Definitely get that kind of milkiness. Yeah, yeah. Sweetness behind it. So you don't know what all ten malts is. That must be a pretty I don't, no. complicated recipe. Didn't the guys tweet a, a, a picture of the, a handful of their oh, yeah, green stuff. thing, <laughs> yeah. saying right name all ten? Yeah, it's so creamy though. I don't know. There's any, any wheat and stuff in there to make it. I don't know. To me, I need to kind of shake that a bit to get the um, fizz out of it because I, I definitely mm. like them a bit better when they're not quite so fizzy. It's not overly fizzy, but. I know a lot of the time we say like you can't taste the alcohol in that and it tastes a lot less strong than it is but that's only 5% but this tastes stronger than 5% it does because it it's does. so rich it and kind of meaty it does it's kind of got not an imperial porter kind of thickness to it but it's kind mm. of definitely edging up towards that that mouthfeel very nice really nice again very well balanced fruity at the end as well a little bit of fruit <clears throat> yeah these hops are in there balancing that all out yeah it's very nice it's quite surprising that such a small brewery seems to have ironed out any kind of teeth and problems they seem to have with recipes and things because, well, just on the bit, the first few and the, the ones that I've tried, they've all been quite kind of accomplished. Yeah, things. I mean, they're, they're, they are small, but they've been going for a number of years now. They're not that new. Um, we went, I mean, uh, on Wednesday, two days ago, we all went to uh, uh, Magic Rock tape, Tap Takeover at a local pub here in Edinburgh. And they're really, they've only been going for eight months. So they're, they're really new. And I think when we first got some Magic Rock beers, we, you could tell that it wasn't, they were good, but they were just kind of finding their feet a little bit. And we had them on one of our podcasts and we, we both, we all realised that. But the step up we noticed on Wednesday was, it was really, really impressive. All their beers were fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, I had 11 or 12 of them, so I should know. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is why yesterday was a bit of a write-off <laughs> for all of us. Well, and today for me. And today as well, all right. Yeah, no, I recovered today, but yesterday was I was not productive in any way yesterday. I'm a bit younger, so the hangovers don't affect me quite so badly as these two. Yeah, Calm's, Calm's 19 and we're 23. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, once you get to your mid-30s, it all, <laughs> all goes downhill from there. Actually, no. How would you know road. if you're only 23? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I remember I've drinking uh, the Bearded Lady there. That's the Imperial Stout. Yes. I remember drinking that last, and I had a, I got a half, and I drank it in about less than five minutes, and then left. So I, I can't I, I try and write down what I've been drinking so I can post about it because I did a post yesterday. Ah, bugger me if I can remember what it tasted like. I really can't. <laughs> Is really, it? No, I've got no idea what it tasted like. Something like that's a bit like doing shots where you just uh, that's what it was like at that point. Purely yeah, yeah. hits you five minutes later or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, it's one of those beers where you kind of think. Uh, if you have that at the end of the night, next morning you wake up and go, why? Yeah. Why did I do that? I remember leaving the pub and then I was on the bus. That's the next thing I remember. <laughs> and then I got home and then woke up and there was a Magic Rock t-shirt on the floor next to my bed. <laughs> so you don't, you don't remember our, our romantic walk to the bus? We hand, hand in hand skipped. Did I put out? <laughs> you always do. Uh, <laughs> in that case, no, I've forgotten that. <laughs> it's probably not something you should be broadcasting. <laughs> well, special guest, you know. <laughs> Just wait until the, uh, what's the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's when the magic happens. Seriously, you don't remember the walk to the bus? Vaguely. All right. right. It was it, uphill, I remember that. Quite a few of the beers were quite strong beers. I mean, there was like, there was, what, one at nine, one at ten and a bit. We, um, we were drinking for a good six, seven oh, yeah. hours. And, you've got and we all got there five. just after five, yeah. <laughs> 
which yes. is as true professionals yes. do. Oh yeah, it's quite interesting on uh, Twitter the next day. It was kind of tweets coming in at like eight nine o'clock, just kind of saying, "Oh my god, I feel ill." <laughs> multiple tweets from multiple different people and we also found out just as we were leaving that that same pub is having hopefully having a summer wine takeover hopefully. if they can get it organised yeah. so uh, which, I'm sure that'll be similarly messy <laughs> which would be brilliant yeah um, but yeah I think it's a great idea to do these kind of things because it definitely gets people exposed to a whole range of beers from breweries so it's a kind yeah. of win-win situation for everyone for the, it is, for the pub because I mean certainly on Wednesday night it was really busy yeah, I wouldn't describe myself as a winner on Thursday. <laughs> okay, well, that's, uh, we're at eight minutes, so let's have some scores for uh, our second summer wine beer of the night. Teleporter, uh, 10 malt, 5% porter. Who wants to kick off? I would give that an eight and a half. Eight, maybe not quite a nine, but uh, yeah, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think that was lovely. Really nice. You getting hang of the scoring? Yeah. Um, hey, man, what are you going for? I thought it was good, but I think you maybe built it up too much. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven now. Oh. Yeah, it's good, but um, you thought that was on a par with the Covenant? No, it's better than the Covenant. I would say just by half a just point. By, just by just by half. Yeah, you're challenging my scores. <laughs> I'm just just making sure you got it right. <laughs> He's mixing Fair it up. Enough. This is good. This is good. Fair enough. You know what? I absolutely love that. That's absolutely fantastic. Often we have these really strong porters that are really rich and very milky and have all kinds of flavours, but this is 7-8% and you can't drink them. But mm. that's a, a well, session, it's 5%, so it's technically not quite session, but it's sessionable. So I think that is wonderful. I'm going to give that a 9. Ooh. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And that's exactly the same as I had the first bottle, because I've already had a one of these in my case that I bought. I liked it just the same as I did then. Yeah. I think yeah. that temperature is about spot on. It's not too cool. Yeah. It's cool, but not uh, not cold. No, that's good. I think that's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back with our third. It's another dark one. Our third small wine beer. Very soon. That's the last thing. You should leave that. It's a nice sound effect. Traditionally, we always have a good one in the first podcast that gets all the way to the end. So. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to Edinburgh, Scotland. My name's Richard. With me is uh, Shovels and new boy Callum, mm-hmm. who's about to enjoy his third beer cast beer, which mm-hmm. is? It's the Espresso Stout, which is called Barista. Summer wine Barista. So this is a stout with coffee in it. I believe so. Richard, have you researched which coffees it is? No? Uh, it's... Nescafe. Yeah, that's right. Gold blend. It's my favourite. Some wine have a website, but they don't give you much information about the beers. That's in my defence. I think I may have underpoured myself. Well, it's definitely got a no, coffee aroma so. to it. Definitely. Yes. This was the first summer wine um, beer I had at the Molten Beer Festival. And I remember going, wow, that's brilliant. So it'd be nice to see how good or bad it is. It's nice to have a coffee-infused beer that's only 4.8%, because normally all the coffee beers are American and they're all enormous. Or it's... There are a few about now, because Dark Star have got their one, which is... What's that called? Uh, espresso? Espresso, yeah, is it? I think so. It's, um, Dark Star Espresso is down. It's yeah. about the same I strength, think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Roughly. Um, that's a good beer. And a recent one from Cromarty. 
Brood. Oh yes, Brood Awakening. Yeah, that's Which that's four point nine ish. Lovely. I um Listen, that's very good. I enjoyed that. I dragged my future father-in-law up to the brewery one weekend because they live up in Inverness and uh, mm-hmm. Craig gave me a taste of that out the uh, fermenter. That was lovely. He's a great guy, Craig. Yeah, he's very very keen. Hope, hopefully, it does really well. I mean, his, his beers are good. They're they're due to start bottling soon, so hopefully, we'll see some uh, crumity beers. Uh, I'm assuming if, if he does bottle, we can get some on one of our beer casts in our British Beer Year 2012. 2012 beer of British until Christmas. I mean, I know we're big fans of American beer, so traditionally we've had a lot of American beers on the beer cast. Um, Why don't you do a thing where you only drink British beers through the whole year, not just in the podcast, but well, in real life? In real life as well. Yeah. Outside of the, the etherweb. Not sure I could do that. I mean, I love British beer, but I love other beer. I'm going to Berlin in April. I'm going to do that. Well, you, yeah, well, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spackenzie <laughs> pens. Do you have any carling? <laughs> I, I was in Italy once and I did have tenants. Which uh, was a nice touch. Have you heard carling? I'm going to Austria next week. What am I going to do? You're going to Austria tomorrow? Actually, yeah, tomorrow. With a hangover as well. By the time what, you listen to this, you'll be Schnapps. Yeah. Didn't you, your only beer cast post in the history of the beer cast was an Austrian beer special, wasn't it? You had done one post? Yeah, you were drinking something in Austria, what was it? Oh, I, was, I was in uh, Salzburg, I was on the side of a hill looking over mm. looking over the city, that was really good. And I was well, drinking... The, the post was alright, I mean, wasn't that really... Well, I was talking about the view, not the post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I saw that beer again in Glasgow when I was working through it. a long, there. long time ago. That was a long time ago, I almost bought it. It's a, it has a... Red square with white. Oh, it's um, like Spiegel or something. So is it Schofferhofer? No, it's it's something like Spiegel. Oh, okay. Is this? Let's say it's Spiegel. Let's, is let's this say post it. not about um, summer wine espresso stout. Um, it is, but yeah, yeah, but we we just go off on the sideline. We do, we do go tangents. Yeah, I've never listened to a full one, so I always go. Nobody has. So you're okay. I'm not quite sure what happens. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, we've been going for six years. This is our sixth calendar year of podcasts. I have to say I'm slightly disappointed. It smells like spent coffee grounds that I've put in the compost. It's not as coffee forward as you think it would be. Considering it's called espresso. But it's because of the body. It's because it's only 4.8. It's not going to have that huge coffee body. That... No, but back to Cromity's brew, you can definitely taste the coffee a lot more. I don't know. I mean, I only had it out of fermenting task and I think uh, uh, Tank, and I think he only has it, well, he only has it in cask at the moment. Mm. So I guess that would probably bring out the flavours a bit more, but it, his was definitely a bit more coffee forward. I, I still quite. I had one the uh, the Cromarty coffee on Friday, and it they're actually pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was on cask, and this is on bottle. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just got that kind of bit of dry spent coffee smell, and it is a dry. Little, a little bit of taste to it as well. I don't know whether they've used spent coffee grounds. Probably not. I've hoped not. No, no, I think they put beans in it, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's because yeah. we're having after the, the really sweet, rich porter that it's kind of, this is the uh, antithesis of that. Yeah, I think the... Mm. the <laughs> you nod in a way because you use the long word. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see him nodding, but he is. He's got a big grin in his face. Yeah. I think the teleporter's a nicer beer than that. I think that's it. It's more rounded. It's more, uh, there's more to it, I think. I think I did. I must have had it on cask at um, the Morton Beer Festival. I don't remember any kegs. 
Anyway, could be wrong. Do, do our listeners or do yourselves realise why this brewery is called Summer Wine Brewery? Uh, I do. Because Homeforth is where they filmed Last of the Summer Wine. That's and correct. Homeforth is the postal town for wherever they're from. Uh, yeah, it was the thing. It's a smaller Hunley. 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 Yeah. I know that because I went to uh, Summer Wine versus Marble. Oh, yeah, in York. Um, Which is well, York, my, yeah. my old stopping ground and his. Absolutely. Um, Adop- adopted stopping ground. <laughs> That was a Love that it. was a great. Um, was that York Town? No, that was at uh, was it the Swan Inn? Yeah, I think it was. Oh, it was years ago. It was the, uh, oh, no, was no, the slip. slip. No, it was the slip. Oh, sorry, yeah, slip. Yeah, slip. Yeah. Uh, no, it's down the road. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they were bought on by the same people or something. Um, oh, that was a great. That was a great afternoon. That was. Yeah, to put a separate bar at the back for yes. all the extra stuff. And there was cool. a barbecue in the back and everything like that, and it was amazing, barbecue. amazing weather. Um, cool. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely. You know, you know you're going to be in a good festival when they have to build an emergency bar to take all the extra taps mm. on. That's going to be a good festival. I would have loved to go to that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I remember seeing it, wishing I could be there. And I think yeah. I was actually maybe in the locality as well and couldn't go. I I always felt with uh, coming away from that festival that. The marble beers were perfect on cask, whereas I felt some of the a good chunk of the summer wine ones were be- would have been better on keg. Mm-hmm. I think they're a bit more uh, robust, maybe designed a bit more yeah, for yeah. keg. I don't know if they're designed for keg, but my opinion is they, a lot of them would suit keg better. Well, they do, they do a lot of keg brewing down mm. summer wine. Yeah. Although having said that, I think that barista would probably suit cask. Quite well, I think. That, yeah, well, no, I've swirled it around a bit to get rid of some yeah. of the fizz. I think if you take the fizz out, it gives it a bit more. Um, and I'm, I'm liking it more now, yeah. actually. I tend to do that with kind of slightly darker beers. I think that fizz doesn't really do that much, much good. I know local beer blogger, tweeter, Craig Garvey is a not a fan of. He's not a fan fizzies. of the fizz. No, he's not <laughs> no. a fan of the fizz at all. So he'd he'd be knocking the fizz out of that, I think. <laughs> knocking out, knocking out now. So yeah, no, nice enough, decent enough. All right, enough. let's uh, let's go this bad let's boy. Go this bad boy, who no, Callum after you. You wanna go first? Um, I, I think that's my least favourite out of the three so far. So on that basis, I've given a seven and a half. No, what did I give an eight and a half? It was uh, a seven, eight seven and, and eight and a half. Yeah. I'd probably give about a six and a half. Already, yeah. Jules, what's your score for a summer wine barista espresso stout? Well, after my initial disappointment, and now I've swirled it around to get rid of some of the fizz, smoothed it out a bit. Doesn't maybe the spent coffee grounds thing's gone a bit. I actually quite like that again. So I'm going to give that a seven, same as the covenant. Yep, I'm going to give that a seven too. I like it. There's something to be said for, as I said before, these lower ABV coffee beers because uh, they have more drinkability to them but then you, I guess you kind of have to trade off that body and the, mm-hmm. the richness you get with some of the imperial coffees and the, the stronger coffee beers it doesn't make them any less drinkable but it makes them more drinkable mm-hmm. that's, that's a good beer I do like that well, I mean if you compare that to what like gear, beer geek breakfast is it the beer geek breakfast yeah, yeah, yeah weasel the one with the weasel coffee oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. you could only have tiny amounts of that oh that's a different ball game yeah, absolutely that. Um, so yeah it's a lot more drinkable for sure alrighty so that was our third summer wine beer we've got two more to go stay tuned listeners and we'll also have some facts about last of the summer wine oh brilliant you know after that
Why did they end that? I'll tell you very shortly. <laughs> uh, traditionally, you always have a good one in the first podcast that gets all the way to the end. So. Okay, welcome back. This is our fourth summer wine beer in our summer wine showcase. And it is. It is the lime and coriander saison. Yep, we're going a little bit in, more interesting. Not, well, not that coffee beers are interesting, but there aren't too many brewers that make lime and coriander saisons. So, could you guys educate me a little bit because I'm not that familiar. I don't know, know if I've ever have had a saison before. Is it? Yeah, I've is it had Belgian one style? Yeah. So a saison traditionally was a beer that was made for Belgian agricultural workers, I and th- it was brewed in the winter. I thought that was a goose gauze. No, no, a goose is different. A goose is the uh, the sour. Ah, beer. Right. Yeah. Um, so the Belgian farmers who often brewed as well. They would have uh, labourers who would help them in the summer, doing the, doing the harvest. And then in the winter, they would brew because you couldn't brew in the summer because of the heat and the way it affected the microbes and stuff. So they would brew in the winter and they would keep the beer until the summer so the farm workers would drink it while mm-hmm. they were working. Yep. So traditionally, saisons are low in alcohol. Um, they're very uh, refreshing. They're quite a fr- kind of fruity. They've got all kinds of things. And you can put anything in a saison, really. The Belgian way, just the Belgian way. Yeah, but this is a lime and coriander saison. It's six percent, so it's not that refreshing. Well, it's refreshing, yeah. but you wouldn't drink a few of these and then go back and drive a tractor. Um, but presumably, this this kind of hark back to the times when water wasn't that safe to drink. So yeah, it's a proper yeah, it's a proper old school yeah, and they they give them out to the farm workers and they may have paid them in 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 kind as they were doing their work, and of course the workers would end up cutting the barley that then go into the beer. So it was all uh, reciprocal. Uh, so this is a. This is very interesting. I can't detect any coriander. That's limey, and wheaty, and. Because lime and coriander are very Thai Mexican mm-hmm. type. There's a little bit of coriander at the finish. Very fadeaway lime than coriander. It's very mellow. It's very. Um, Easy going, quite floral, quite flowery. I need to give a quick shout out to our panelists, seeing as it's a good time to review all the people we've had on over the years, seeing as Carl's number 22. I can't believe there's been 22 people. Yep. We don't know that many people. <laughs> you would think not, but apparently we do. So apart from myself and Shovels, I've just got Mr B, who's uh, busy working now, so he won't be on the podcast for a while, unfortunately. I've got Gruben, who's off on a works night out tonight, otherwise he'll be here. Uh, we've got Stuart who's uh, still going strong. Uh, Tom, the Hotmeister, who's actually in Spain, but he's coming back to the UK, so fans of the Hotmeister. He'll be on the podcast going in April or May. Uh, We've got John. His mum. Hello, Tom's Tom's got some fans. Uh, We've got John, who's... uh, We hope to get John back on soon as well. Uh, Ali. Ali's not going to be on it again for a while, I don't think. Mr. B's wife. Um, Got Blair, who's now living in California. Is it California? Is it not? I thought he'd come back to Delaware. He moved over to California. Uh, So his bearcast career's over. Uh, You've got Steve. Where's Steve now? What's up? Steve Fluffy Steve is yeah. down in London. London okay. town. Fluffy Steve. Oh, God. Don't ask. <laughs> uh, we've also got Andy was, and Jess, of there course. There was a tree so, called uh, Steve. So this is not Fluffer Steve. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Andy and Jess. London Andy and town. Jess, who are actually getting married soon, so that's our first beer cast wedding. Congratulations to them. Uh, Craig AS, he's in Bradford. We should get Craig up, actually. He's not too oh, far Oh, yeah, away. Craig did a, the, um, did a couple of Canada Quebec. One. He, was off. he lived in Montreal for a long time, brought us back some beers from Canada. Bradford isn't actually too... Million miles away from Summer Wine. No, it's not too far. That's true. No, it's, there's some good bars in Bradford. 
Uh, got Elliot, who's down in London, and the rest of them are kind of the Andy and Jess. They have their, we have a, a, a London chapter who do their own podcasts. So hello to Andrew, Nick, Kat, other Nick, Francis, Mark, and Kathleen. Who are, uh, I've met maybe two of them. Kathleen was our 21st podcast guest. I like Kathleen because she didn't like beer, and her favourite drink was champagne, yet she came on the beer <laughs> cast. That's what, it's, that's what it's all about. You know? She's willing to try it. You've got an opinion. That's good enough for us. Um, so yeah, she just hate them all. Pretty much, yeah, I think she did, yeah. <laughs> Taste yeah. of fate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Calum, so you're on number 22. What do you think of the uh, summer wine, lime, coriander saison? Yeah, I think that's nice. It's, um, as I say, it's not a style that I'm massively familiar with. I'm kind of quite interested to try a... But it's a bit kind of wheat berry. It's kind it of is. Hugon's that's kind of that's thing, what I'm kind of, that's what I'm thinking. Bit Hogan, a bit kind of rose, rosy, floral, that kind of... Mm-hmm. No, there's a bit of Who Garden there, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> there's yeah. some definite Who Garden. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, what's Who Garden? It's not Who Garden. Because he, he went somewhere where they actually pronounce it correctly, he says, as Who Garden. I went to Belgium, <laughs> <laughs> which is the country where they make it. I knew, I knew what you meant. Although in Belgium it's like Who Garden or something. Well, don't, why don't you say it like that then? I can't do the. Yeah. Well, I thought you just had something stuck in your throat, so <laughs> I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah, no, I actually like that. It, it's. I. I can't detect lime and coriander individually, but there's definitely something behind it's the flavour which yeah. is a bit unusual. You get a kind of herbally coriander at the end, yeah. yeah. It's, which it kind of wraps into the wheaty kind of uh, flavours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it definitely you can get nice. Also, the, the aftertaste is really limey. It's kind of citrus. No, I think I get that. I wonder why they decided on lime and coriander. I mean, that's quite presume, a good. That's a good combination. Right? But I presume that's not a a normal. Combination for saison, is it? A saison? No, I mean, no, they wouldn't, no, you wouldn't normally get a saisons are normally kind of rustic and wheaty, mm. and but I mean, anything goes with a saison. You can put anything, you can make them light, you can make them dark, you can put hops in, you can leave hops out, and put all kinds of herbs and botanicals in. It's a good, that's why they're coming back, I think, because it's a style that you can, it's easy to play around with. Having done a bit of home brewing myself, I understand how complicated it is to be able to introduce things like that without ruining the beer so oh, yes. that's balancing done well. the flavours yeah. we've got a couple of minutes so maybe you should tell our listener about the time you went to Paul's and <laughs> did your, uh, your teabagging come on hey. there's a couple of listeners at least <laughs> uh, yes there was Paul. no teabagging that day we saved that for another day okay Rich seems to uh, rival in the fact that uh, Paul and I apparently were teabagging because um, what you want to do <laughs> who am I to judge the, there is a homebrew competition which I think consists of three people um, where you have to brew a beer that it can be any beer that includes chilli and oolong. oolong tea which I'm quite familiar with beers beer. particularly <laughs> well certainly beer beers that in like darker beers would usually you'd have a ch- You'd have a chili in there, some some sort of chili influence. Yeah, um, like chili stouts and stuff. And obviously, we've had the the barista coffee stout. So I kind of think chili and coffee would probably be quite an interesting combination. I can't see why that wouldn't work. But as soon as you throw in the curveball of tea, mm. it's kind of a very strange I've concept. I've never, never had a tea beer. No, I've never had either. But what I, what I was kind of thinking was that. With IPAs and that kind of style of beer, they go well with curries. Mm-hmm. So you would think that a chili would go well with curry, uh, and 
certainly they grow a lot of tea around that area. So, so we're kind of thinking, could we like maybe introduce this into some sort of IPA? Mm-hmm. So I discussed this with uh, Paul and... That's yeah, what, what, were your thought, what were your thoughts on this? I, I kind of got the impression that you just like, yeah. I, I, would, I, I think I would have just brewed anything. I think we started out thinking maybe a brown ale, something with a bit of sweetness to... You suggested Newcastle brown ale. Well, it was um, one of the ones. Yeah. Actually, the, the, the porter that I suggested was my preferred choice, but um, yeah, a brown ale with some, with some sweetness to balance the, the heat, but not too dark that if you added tea, then it wouldn't overpower it. Yeah, okay. Um and then we abandoned that because we went, hang on, we're going to brew something that's going to taste like shit anyway. Why don't we brew something we're going to like? Yes. Absolutely. And then add tea and chilli to it. Then so ruin it with tea and chilli. The, the, compromise, <laughs> the compromise ended up being a brewing strong IPA. <laughs> a double IPA to get the sweetness yep. to go with the chilli. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to blend it with actual tea. Mm-hmm. To bring, it down. So to bring it down to maybe a single IPA to, just to get some some of the tea flavours coming through and still have a bit of the heat mm-hmm. and pepperiness from the chilli that's through. good no I look forward to trying it but see it's something that I find really interesting with beers is you've got to think of them you wouldn't often drink beers without any sort of food at all and I think you'd definitely pick types of food that you think would go even subconsciously pick would go with your beers and I think it's an interesting area at the moment where food and beer matching yeah and i think that's exactly what we were trying to do with the beer we were trying to match foods with the actual beer with that trying to think well we know what those ingredients are like in foods so when we go to the tasting when they're revealing all these homebrews you're going to make a curry as well (laughs) yeah yeah. you never know we (laughs) could make curry and tea cakes or something this this saison would go really well with a thai curry it's got that it would fantastic kind of thai flavor it would it would but, um, on the homebrew slant, uh, there's some wide guys. They were homebrewers before mm-hmm. going forward, so yep. there is a some kind of link there. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, let's okay. have some uh, scores for our penultimate summer wine beer. We're going to go and finish on a big one like we normally do, uh, uh, and let's have some scores for summer wines, lime and coriander saison. Mm. Right. Sorry. I'm, well, I'm, no, I'm, you no, no. I, I want to firstly bump up my teleporter score to eight. Okay. So I can nicely sit this one in between at a seven and a half because I, I don't normally like saisons, having only had two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I quite I quite like this for some reason. Um, so it's quite quite sparkly, refreshing and mm-hmm. limey and coriandery, as it says on the tin. So it's the job. seven and a half. Okay, count. I was just having a drink then, it actually reminded me slightly of Blue Moon, is it? Oh, okay. Oh, Which yeah. is probably not a good endorsement. <laughs> um, but no, it's actually a lot nicer than that. It's not a style that I've really had much of before, and I really don't like Whole Garden, Who Garden. Um, <laughs> Stick it up your bum garden. It's called the whole thing off. It's, yeah. n- it's not my style, but that isn't as... Um, Meaty as whole garden, it's a lot oh, more because it's got the flavors yeah. to kind of cut it back a little. So, I think that 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 certainly is a lot nicer, and yeah, and no, I think it, yeah, I think it's nice. Um, maybe not a style that I'm massively fond of, but that might just because I'm not used to it. But I would still, yeah, I'd still give that a seven, I think. Yeah, all right, let's go at seven. I mean, who garden's not a saison, so I don't let that put you off. No. I mean, 
try try as many as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you like uh, American beers, there's a a good um, collaboration saison done by Stone Victory and Dogfish Head, the saison de buff. Mm, yeah, I've heard of that actually. Yeah. Which is really nice, and that's very different to this. Um, I like that. That's only that eight. That's that's it's very refreshing. Mr. B would like that. That's got that kind of really sparkly, refreshing, it's definitely fruit flavour to it. It's palate great. cleansing. Oh, absolutely. Lovely. Yeah. It's going to have after the espresso. I think it's going to have before our final beer as well. Absolutely, which is a big, big hitter. It's a big, big mother. Okay, uh, we'll come back very shortly with our final summer wine beer, and then we'll have our promised summer wine facts. Okay. Facts. Oh, the TV show. All right. I forgot to do in the last segment. Uh, traditionally, you always have a good one in the first podcast that gets all the way to the end. So. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> that sound means you're back with the beer cast, and we're back with our final summer wine beer, and we're going off on a big note. What a high E. Mm-hmm. It is um, the Double Black Belgian Rye PA, otherwise known as Cohort. Cohort. This is their uh, 7.5%, I believe, is it? I believe you're right. right so would you say that this is a black IPA? No. It's not? Well, because it's got a bit of Belgian in there and it's got rye in it, so I wouldn't... Immediately you can smell a little bit of Belgian. I wouldn't say it was particularly black IPA-ish. I already know that I like this because I've had I've had this before and it's, it's got one nice of my favourite beers. It's colour head. Oh, it smells good. I, when you get rye beers, you get that kind of peppery... But it's also it's also got the really fruity hops as well, mm. which makes quite an unusual mix. But yeah, definitely kind of rye. I learned a fact about rye because I'm reading a, a brewery book that we got sent. Uh, when you when you brew with barley, Victorian Callum's just having an orgasm here. <laughs> Finally, he's coming out. There you go. <laughs> love that beer. Good. Absolutely love that. Uh, when you brew with barley, you get the it's the husks in the barley that kind of keep the once you've done the boil. It keeps everything kind of in a sludge and you can get rid of it. What are you laughing at? Before the boil, I think. Before the boil, after the boil. <laughs> you can spot the nod over Once it's boiled down. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, but you boil it and it comes into a sludge after the worst, doesn't it? You don't the boil the, the, um, the, the... No, yeah. it's all filtered out by the time you boil it. When you're mashing, with the with, when the husks are involved. Yeah, yes. mashing. Okay, the mash. Yeah, okay. The mash. Yeah, well, so you so wouldn't boil it. It would only... It would come out technically. Do you, oh, kind of you strain the water through the... It's not water, it's more... Well, then, well water, yeah. you put water in, but then yes. that takes the sugar out, becomes the wort that you then boil. But if you use rye, rye doesn't have a husk. Yes, it doesn't have a husk. So well, it, it yeah. solidifies quite badly. Yeah, you can get a stuck mash because of it, yes. Mm, stuck mash. Yes, it's one of the risks of of using rye. Mm. So you can you can put, like, adjuncts in there. Rice which don't, yeah, rice that doesn't add a flip. You have read that. Book. I have read the book. <laughs> yeah, nice work. You, you'd imagine it would filter it quite well, though, if you could actually get it through. You'd probably end up filtering it quite well. Yeah, it's just the, the risk is there's no, not, nothing yeah. that's creating little channels. Paul worries about these things quite a lot. Anyway, it keeps who, me up at night. Do you want a little competition, a quiz? Go for it. I want the two of you to name the number. How many episodes of Last of the Summer Wine were there? Yeah. I'll give you a clue. It was the longest running comedy programme in Britain and the longest running sitcom in history. It was or is? It is. No, it was because they've stopped making it, haven't they? No, stop, yeah, stop now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but yeah. how many episodes did it run for? I'll give you a <coughs> guess each, and I'll give you a, a prize for the. Well, I won't give you a prize, but. But we can open another bottle of beer. Yeah, imagine what T-shirt the closest. Uh... Is it? Uh, are we talking like it was on for ten years? It was on for thirty-one years. You're joking? Nope. 
31 years. It premiered on the 4th of January 1973 and the last episode was on the 29th of August 2010. In which case I would say there would be 1,200 episodes. It's probably longer than 31 years. 1,200? I'm going to go for 386. Okay, yeah, you're closer. 1,200? Wow. Well, I was thinking one a week. Uh, what, for 31 years? No, you've got to... <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's rapid fire. But it, All right, well, obviously I'm nowhere close, so I'll revise that. <laughs> Uh, TV series aren't on all year round. They, they have like no, I know, but it's uh, it was pretty popular. I remember growing up and it's very popular. on yeah. almost every weekend. Yeah. All right. Um, Six hundred. No, it's two hundred ninety-five. Oh. Is the answer. Ah. I was nowhere near the first time. I was a little no, bit close. Twelve hundred is a bit. Uh, if you don't know, if you're listening to us in America or someone that didn't have Last of the Summer Wine, uh, it was a sitcom that followed the exploits of three. Old men, old pensioners who were kind of acting young and carefree yes. and got to mischief. Chasing, chasing women skirts, stockings that were wrinkled. It was oh. called Last of the Summer Wine to convey the idea the characters were in their last summer, as it were. But the BBC producers hated the title and they wanted to call it The Library Mob after yeah. where, after where the characters hang, hung around in the first few episodes. But the writer said, No, I want to call it Last of the Summer Wine. And he, uh, he won out. Good. 1983 Good he wrote he wrote every episode also every episode featured, featured Peter Salas as Clegg he was in every episode they ever made every single did one did they have a different compod to start with no uh, so it was you, the three characters the main ones Peter Salas as Clegg he was in all 295 episodes um, the com- the comic relief was Compo who was played by Bill Owen but he died near the end of the run mm-hmm. uh, he died a few years before it finished and they got his son actually into play really? him. Yeah, his son wow. played him in the later series I didn't watch the later ones no, uh, uh, but American listeners might know Peter Sellis from uh, Wallace and Gromit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he was yep. the voice of Wallace. Now the other character, Foggy, he was played by four different actors throughout the whole. But didn't series. Foggy? He became somebody else, though. Yeah, because there was originally the third man. He was only in it for uh, six or seven months right at the beginning, but then he was ill. The actor and had to drop out, and they cast. Uh, Brian Wilde yeah, as Foggy Jr. He was the most famous one. And he was in it for a long time, but then he, he became ill and had to leave, and then someone else took over, and then somebody else took over from him. Russ Abbott was in it as well, near the end. Really? Yeah. i just say Rich is actually reading this off the screen. He doesn't actually oh, memorise these kind of facts. You're, you're spoiling the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Always kind of thinking, I've got nothing more to Speaking it. of magic, this is uh, Shovels. This is your 199th beer cast beer. Really? It is. Well, that's those, those kind of stats that only we, you can know. And this is this is Cam's fifth and last big Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting invited back. We were actually talking about this as probably on the day of how many beers do we think we've had. Yeah. I mean, Cause that's Rich a, is a ticker would know. No, I'm a rater. <laughs> I do rate beer and I'm a rater and I've, had a, I've just gone past Ticks a thousand beers. List. I rate them off. I've just had a thousand beers. And Chivals was saying that he's not sure he'd had about a thousand but you've had 200 just on the beer cast. Less? So yeah, yeah. I mean, all so the beers think... you had socially, all the beers you've had non-professionally. Yeah. You must yeah, have had around It must be around 1,000 then. Professionally? Do you guys get paid for this? Uh, I've not got... Well, I pay myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah, I have no... I honestly could have no... It must no be in clue. the thousands. It must be in four figures, surely. I mean, you know, you're 17, you've had a few beers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. You've I don't know how I would figure out. Oh, absolutely. Ten at super. I don't know how I would figure it out. I really don't. Hmm. It's interesting, like, when you... When you, when you know, you, know how you figure it out? 
You write them down on the website. <laughs> well, absolutely. Um, yeah. If I was organised enough, I might go around with a moleskin notebook myself <laughs> and uh, take down notes. But I d- I'm not that organised. So. I only had that once. <laughs> At the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I tend to um, take these little things that I observe and um, run with them. So, Rich, I t- Rich got a bit of a... That's a harsh cool. time. I think it was because uh, we're down in Newcastle and we'd, we'd kind of had a few beers and stuff, so I just thought it was hilarious. We had a lot of beers. Didn't we have this in Newcastle? Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. So oh, you said you love this beer. Yeah. So what what is it? You've got wax, you have the microphone. I, I think oh. this is... I always kind of go on about balanced beers and I've got my opinions on certainly a lot of beers... Not a lot of beers. There are, there are quite a few beers out there that people rave about, but I personally don't think is well-balanced mm-hmm. or well-balanced. But I tend to like beers that are well balanced. I tend to like hoppy beers, which would then translate into a bit of a sweeter background to them. I think this is perfectly balanced between. It has all that. It's got everything. It's got. Yeah. It's quite bitter, but not too bitter. But it's got the background to be able to support that, and I think it's lovely. It's really smooth. It's got lovely. I don't know what hops are in it, but it's got lovely kind of fruity hops, which I really like. I kind of prefer hops to be a bit fruitier rather than too bitter mm-hmm. um, and I definitely think the rye adds something I think it adds a kind of background mouthfeel shall we say yeah body yeah a bit of body to it and oh, I genuinely think that's an absolute lovely beer sometimes with like I was saying before with a black eye was a black IPA and I'd agree that it's not a lot of black IPAs that I've tried have a kind of almost an astringency to them I know they shouldn't because they've got um, what is it a, a type of uh, malt which is they don't dehusk it so it doesn't tannins don't come out as much but I definitely think some of the, some of the black IPAs out there are a little bit stringent but this is really nice and smooth and it um, it's lovely I think it's really well balanced mm. I think balance is a good good description of it it's really Really nice. I think it's probably my favourite of the evening, actually. No, absolutely. That, this is what I look for in a beer. Something that's... Something that seems to be well-balanced, considering everything that goes into it. So, yeah, I think that's lovely. It, it's, a, it's an odd style being the uh, the double black Belgian rye PA. Yes. I also, twice as black. I also <laughs> like um, Tempest rye PA. Mm-hmm. There's something about them which is really drinkable and I guess well it's obviously the rye so add something but I guess probably brewers don't add it more because it's obviously quite difficult to to brew with but but it has that kind of spicy yeah kind of mm. mouthfeel mouthfeel note absolutely I wonder what the Belgian bit is yeah is yeast. that yeast Belgian yeast but it's not it's not too built it's not so we've got a slight no, it's slight Belgian scent, but it's not got that kind of. Um, it's not overbearing. You only get maybe a slight hint of it. So can we translate this? Is this basically a black IPA with Belgian yeast and um, some rye right. added into the malt bill? I would imagine that this has got the same. I can't remember the name of it. The um, the malt that they use in black IPAs, but it hasn't got that stringency of like a porter or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'd imagine it's the same malt that they use which gives it the black colour you mean the carafa stuff that's the one carafa uh, non-dehost yes Um, yeah no I think 
I don't know whether it's a black IPA. I don't know. <laughs> it's just nice, man. I think it's yeah. really nice. Very nice. What, and are, your, what it, are your thoughts, Mister T? No, it's good. It's very, it's very nice. It's very drinkable for seven point five percent. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of rich um, chocolatey. I don't know how to get much Belgian taste. I mean, there's if it, there is a Belgian yeast in there, it's kind of slightly, maybe slightly wheaty, but I think the rye kind of takes over in that regard. Um, but I remember having some keg in Newcastle at yes. the, the free trade in, and it was really good. It's lovely, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just as good now. And that's interesting because the, the keg one was cold and carbonated, and this is room temperature in, in the bottle. So it's still, even though they're very different, uh, it's still really good. It's 7.5%. Yep. And it does taste, I mean, compared to the others, it does taste like it's got a lot more body and strength to it, but I don't think it tastes 7.5%. It's not got, no. it's not, it's, it's much more um, smooth than that. I don't think you could drink a whole load of it, but I think it's absolutely lovely. Yeah, to it's not designed for that, is it? I don't think so, no, not at all. Mm. Alrighty, should we scroll this and get, get out of here? Do okay, Callum? I would give this. Bearing in mind, I said this is one of my perfect beers. Yeah, I'd give us nine and a half out of ten. Yep. It's going big. <laughs> yep, that's it. No, I'm, I'm confident with the that. Boy's going big. Yikes. Um, yeah, it's my favourite of the night. I think that is a, an eight for me. Who's farted, by the way? Somebody has. It's not me. It's not me. It's my flat. Why did I did chuff off, but that doesn't smell like mine. Maybe it must be me then. <laughs> it was you, but it doesn't smell like yours. Therefore, it's not mine. Anyway, my logic is sound. Mm. Apologies if that, but I just thought it was calm. I'm, I'm glad right. you can't smell that at home. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this on an iPod, if you scratch too much iPod, <laughs> you can you can now smell. It. Uh, I'm gonna give that seven and a half because it's it's very nice. Um, I, I I like that malty flavour. I like the uh, the rye kind of spiciness. Um, yeah, that's great. But I, I don't like it as much, I think, as the teleporter. Ooh. Which you gave a nine. Which I gave a ninety. So maybe we should give that an eight. I'll give that an eight. Okay. Is that our first beer cast of two thousand and twelve? It is, yep. It's nearly March. What have we been playing at? I know, we need to get get on with the beer casts. We uh, we promised like we did I think last year we did our fewest number of beer casts yet and I apologise How time. many did you do for that? Uh, I think we did about nine or ten. Well, it's not too bad though. It's almost getting up to one a month. But we we start off doing every one every two or three weeks. Uh, we'd like to get back to that ideally, but it's just getting people in and getting everyone around them, mm. getting it organised. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll try and put them out more frequently than this. Definitely, absolutely. Um, okay. So that was our some wine beer cast spectacular. Thank you very much to uh, Chibbles. Thank you. Special thank you to Callum. Thank you for inviting me. You always remember your first one. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I remember it well. Well, we don't, because ours was in May 2007, so we don't remember our first ones. But um, they're there. If you, if you want to go into our uh, BeerCast page on iTunes, if you just search for the BeerCast, you can listen to all 67 and now 68 BeerCasts. They're all there. You've listened to more than I have. That's 100 hours of a BeerCast fun. Do you think anyone could... It probably wouldn't be as interesting as like a 24... Uh, a 24 marathon type thing box set imagine <laughs> nobody's actually going to do it but 
Maybe. Yeah, you're right, you are. Thank you. I just don't want to get carried away with yourselves. <laughs> what you should do is you should watch 24 as a marathon, but listen to the beer cast. Over the top. Over the top. Yeah. No, just watch the action some kind of mashup the, uh, that you couldn't refuse you can't be us talking about national parks and all kind of weird beer facts while there's some torture going on from Jack Bauer on the uh, screen I tell you what would be interesting is if somebody got all the beers that you ever tasted on the beer cast and listened to them back to back and just drank each beer they'd, they'd be, be an very, interesting, very drunk. interesting experiment <laughs> yeah how many beers have you had on the beer cast we're at several that, but... hundred now if I'm on 199, I I've had 234. So I think we're about, we're almost near 300, I think. A lot. Uh, but that's over five years. Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, yeah, if you, so if you want to uh, subscribe to our podcast, you go to iTunes. You can find us there. Uh, beercast.com is the uh, address of the website. Or you can follow us on Twitter at the Beercast or at Beercast Paul. Oh, yeah. Or at. Or at, should, should we give out your uh, Twitter? Now, Callum recently changed his Twitter to Three Things He Loves. Yes. Um, so you can follow him at Beer Chips Curry Sauce. <laughs> no. What did they change it to? Beer uh, Rugby Travel. Beer, beer Rugby Travel. Masturbation. <laughs> so you can follow him on beer rugby, at Beer Rugby Travel. Uh, come back in a short while. We're going to have another beer cast very soon. It'll be another British beer cast spectacular. In the meantime, thank you for some summer wine, some great beers. Great uh, beers. Oh, I should tell you who won, hey? Um, we actually had, I'll do it in reverse order. We had uh, a tie for last. It's not really last, but uh, Covenant and Barista, the coffee won 68%. That's a good score to finish last with. Uh, the Saison got 75, which is a great score. We had a tie for the winner. All right. Between Covenant and Laspia and Teleporter, both got 85%, which in previous years has been a guaranteed lock for beer of the year. I can't believe that if I hadn't voted the cohort so high, that would have come second. Correct. Mm-hmm. You two don't have any taste. <laughs> That's the joy of the beer, guys. There's everyone, it's democratic, everyone has a vote. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much for listening. Good night. Goodbye. Cheers. <laughs> it's like hanging up a phone call. <laughs> Thanks, cheers, loved it. <laughs> genuinely excited. No, I love last of summer wine. Compo used to Compo, remind that's me of, idea. My, of my granddad. <laughs> Compo, absolutely, he was there. And uh, Nora Bathy, was it? Did your granddad often go down the hill in baths and stuff? <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> Actually, no, not my granddad, my granddad's brother, Wilf. What was that famous episode? He was skiing down a... He ended up ski, accidentally skiing down a slope on bits of wood or something. He was always doing something... It was, it was, it was classic. <laughs> anyway. Proper Yorkshire life. Stay tuned for uh, some wine stuff. Are we still recording? We are, but oh, I'm sorry.